just thought, you know what? What a shit show. What a shit show. How did your day go? It was only Tuesday. So that fucking tells you. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really try not to like do the horoscope thing. But like, you know, especially like since today's topic is all fucking about <laughs> psychics and psychic scams. Like, but, you exactly. know, <laughs> I can't help but it's, it's been pretty spot on about it being a fucked up week. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. My hor- my horoscope told me I would I would make new friends this week and I don't I don't feel like I'm making new friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you were telling me about your work day earlier. That I'm sure those phone calls you made were very friendly and not hostile oh, at all. Like honestly, I'm like where? <laughs> where are they? <laughs> I have all the friends I need. I'm too old for this horoscope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new friends and i'm just like oh fuck no exactly my head mine didn't even tell me anything about what was gonna happen it just told me new friends i was gonna meet new friends (laughs) i don't um i haven't looked at anything but like occasionally i'll get this email it will be like you need to open this now. Things are ahead. And I was just like, you know what? Just let me be fucking unprepared for them. Cause like, I can't take any more bullshit. I know. I mean, honestly, girl, like I got evacuated at my job today because of a gas leak, but that's everything you need to know about my week. <laughs> like that's everything. Like why not have it a podcast today with us being some sloppy ass messes? Like how yeah, fun. How awful it's been. Did you see that Garth Brooks is holding a concert? It's a virtual concert, but you can go, I think, to, like, Ford Field and park your car. It's $100 a car. What? The virtual performance. Honestly, I'm not surprised. People love Celine Dion. She's a thing. Yeah, I don't understand that type of music. I've never been... She's. I just know her from soundtracks. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. That's just like, there's like that chick who's on like uh, one of those morning shows where they just drink wine, you know, like the older women. I don't know their names, but the one chick who's like, all they do is get drunk on fucking air all morning. She oh, yeah. Has like, um, she's like some religious singer and has like number one songs and like albums upon album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the same people who buy that probably buy Celine Dion. Oh, for, absolutely, absolutely. There's like, there's probably like a picture perfect group of like Celine Dion fans, and I can see it in my head. They go to bookstore signings. Yeah, like they're just like middle aged. They're older than that. They probably wear argyle vests. Like, let's be real. <laughs> We're like close to middle age, so like... are they really? <laughs> well, no, but like we ain't that guess. far off. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm over here thinking I'm just in my mid-20s still. Yeah, you're I'm like, like, I'm definitely... What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm turning 26 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you turned 26 a couple of years ago. <laughs> we can all live our fantasies. Okay? Right. My, fan, my fantasy is me thinking I'm not almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to RPG. It's 2020. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> 
Like, technically, I'm still 28 because of coronavirus. Like, I'm <laughs> like I don't have a birthday this year. It doesn't oh, count. yeah. I can't have a birthday month, so I didn't age. No, I, I'm contemplating working on my birthday because Honestly, it's a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> I won't lie to you because, you know, my birthday, I turned 30. Like, but that was the same day that the world shut down, so nobody fucking oh, cared. It was my birthday, which I actually loved because then I could just chill with it and I didn't have to hear people be like, do you feel old? And it's just like, no, actually, I'm happier now than I was at 20. Honestly, I am like, I will admit that I was one of those people. Because <laughs> your birthday happened as soon as like the shutdowns happened. Literally, the day, the day <clears throat> the governor came on the TV and was like, okay, I remember thinking I was going to, like, get, like, PTSD, and I'm not trying to be offended to anyone who has it, but, no, no. like, I was thinking at first, like, the way shit was going, like, we were getting sirens on our phone from, like, the government, and, like, the TV was always playing shit, they were talking about, send, like, they did send in the um, National Guard, I was like, this is really turning into, like, one of those fucking, those movies, like, one of those, like, fucking zombies, Absolutely. like, 28 days later, where, like, all of a sudden, like, there's gonna, could you imagine, like, at the end of your street, there's a fucking, like, tank? And they're honestly, like, you can't go this way? Honestly, like, where I live in Ray Oak, I'm surprised that there wasn't more craziness with the coronavirus because I'm like right by the hospital so I was just like so distracted and then before I realized it I was like it was Aaron's 30th birthday the other day <laughs> I'm like man I don't give a fuck about birthdays I'm like you know what when I, when I make it big one day I'll make up for it <laughs> <laughs> we'll finally take that Chicago trip I'll just pay off. I'll just pay for our Chicago trip. I was like, what that will be. I'm so sad about our Chicago trip. We were going to have so much fun. Honestly, God, like, that was, like, the one thing getting me through that whole month. Like, I had <laughs> such a... I... <laughs> we did book it when you were on a spiral. I, like, did it when I was on, like, my lowest of lows. <laughs> I'm, like, charging my credit cards. I don't care. I'm, like, I'm going through, like, a, an episode. I need new cardigans. <laughs> I, need... Feel <laughs> I need a new look. That will change the awful that I feel inside. <laughs> I was, like, I, w I went to the gym that day that we booked our Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Even though... <laughs> <laughs> to get in shape to go eat pizza. Haven't, I haven't been to the gym in like three years. Just, you know, <laughs> crazy choices. <laughs> like that, that tells you everything you need to know about the mental state I was in. And how awful I felt to have to cancel that trip. I felt so awful about it. Yeah. Whatever. We are doing our duty and staying home. Uh, we could have went, but like honestly, we... We definitely would have catched Rona. <laughs> and done what? Just walk up empty, like, Chicago city block? Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like, it would, I think, like, at that time period, like, we technically would have been fine. Rachel, it was, like, in the middle of uh, <laughs> April when we were going. That was, like, the peak. <laughs> and you're such a fucking germaphobe. You act like you wouldn't have had a heart attack the entire time. I would have probably got into a fight with someone on the fucking train. Like, it's just for the best that it didn't happen. 
Honestly, what's so funny is, so I'm supposed to go camping in September. Fun. And you don't ever have to worry about bears, right? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Now I now I do. Now I do. You go, you've gone in like for the last 10 years and you've never once thought about pears. You're like, you go, Glen Coco. You yeah, you go. <laughs> you go, you go into that forest. I honestly never thought about it. <laughs> That's because you're wasted the entire time you're up there. When you have anxiety and someone tells you something you never thought about, it's like all you, it's like all you think about. <laughs> it's okay. I had like a, the tiniest bit of dairy the other day and a bowl of broccoli, and I thought I was having a medical oh, emergency. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. So, anyway, you're going camping. Okay, so I'm going camping in September, and um, I'm – I'm excited about it, right? Like, I'm pretty excited about it, and I can't wait to go, but it's during, like, the Renaissance Festival. Are they even having that this year? So, the owner hasn't officially canceled it yet. Like, he hasn't, he, like, released a statement that he probably was going to. Like, he said himself that he was thinking about it, but he hasn't, like, officially officially canceled it and I'm not gonna lie I'm not too excited about going to the renaissance festival if it is open this year I might have to be that person during camping and like stay behind because I don't trust people at the renaissance festival like I don't believe that people are going to be doing what they need to do because last year there was a hep c like issue what and you mean and hep C, as, as everyone knows, is, like, feces. Yeah, were they, like, not washing their hands when they are making the food? <clears throat> I don't think so. So there was, like, a big breakout of hep C last year. So, like, what tells anybody, anybody that, like, there wouldn't be a, a corona outbreak there? Like, there's gonna be. I know people who the Renaissance Festival is their entire fucking life. Like, they talk about it all year round, so I'm sure those motherfuckers will be the only ones there. If, But at the same time, like, there's no way that they can do most of the shit that they do anyway. Exactly. All that, all that interactive stuff that I, I guess what the Renaissance Fair is known for, they can't do. Well, it just sucks. Yeah, exactly, because they'll be getting, they do, like, an opening scene. They, they, they can't, like, the thing is, is, like, if the guy who owns it said, like, hey... I'm going to maybe sell minimum amount of tickets per day. I can see that being like a better outcome because like there won't be like a bunch of people. But I just don't think that he, I don't think that he wants to deal with it, period. Like I think he wants to just like do it the way he wants to do it and like that be it. I think the smartest bet would be not to have it. I, I think so, too. Um, I think, like, the best thing to do at this point is to honestly just, like, cancel it and that just be it. But, like, but honestly, like, so my one friend who's getting married, she's, she messaged me and she was like, well, if, like, people made masks, like, a thing, it shouldn't be an issue. And I was like, yeah, but the people that work the Renaissance Festival, like, they don't get paid to be there. No, no, that's a thing. And they put all that time and effort into those costumes and that. So don't tell me that if someone wakes up sick that they're not going to go. They're definitely going to fucking go. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 
they're not even having comic cons this year because of that reason i know and and honestly you guys go every year i mean it's the same shit like so just chill at the campground you guys would probably have more fun that's what i said i was like i think we would have way more fun just like chilling at the campground and we just did our own thing like i'm not mad that the renaissance festival isn't canceled yet but like i'm also like not excited to like go to it like i'm okay if like we don't go and okay so funny i'm gonna say a funny story so anyway so the same friends getting married basically like she went up there to meet up with like her aunt and uncle because her aunt is like her, her ordained minister because she wanted to be like more personal wedding so her aunt's gonna like get them married okay and so her aunt was like hey like let's meet at this pub that we always go to like we go to the same pub every year during camping so they like go up there they meet them at this pub they have dinner with them all the stuff so like she messages me and she's like hey like we me and my fiance like we went out to this pub we go to and i was like oh how was it because i'm curious i'm like hey if we're going up there in september i like low-key want to make sure that like this pub is taking precautionary measures with like making sure things are safe. And she's like listing off all of these things that they're doing to like ensure that things are good. And then I go, well, were they wearing masks when they served you? And she said, no. See, so I don't want to go to a restaurant right no, now. No, me neither. Like what makes me want to go to a bar where like the people there aren't even wearing masks right. and like they're serving you without wearing a mask. Like, because well, this is what I'm saying is like at the end of the day, me wearing a mask when I enter your establishment, I'm protecting you, but you're doing nothing to protect me because you're not wearing a mask. Well, this so, like, mask thing has become just so fucking political now, I know, especially here in Michigan. Like exactly, and honestly, I don't want to be that person who's like, I don't want to go to a bar during camping, but like. If I do go to this bar, I'm only ordering bottles. Yeah. I'm not having them make me anything because if you're not going to wear a mask when you make me a drink, like, how can I trust that that drink is okay? Right. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Like, would, would it hurt just to go up there and just be a little different? My friend was like, honestly, I'm cool with us just drinking, getting drunk at the cabins yeah. all weekend. I'm like, yeah, like, me too. Like, I'm cool. It's your wedding weekend. It's going to be, like, literally 10 people at your wedding. Nothing crazy. So, like, what would be so wrong if we just spent the whole weekend just, like, chilling, hanging out? It'd be cheaper, too. It'd be cheaper, exactly. Just think like, of all the money you're going to save not going to the Renaissance Festival and not going up to a bar. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm actually really excited about it. But, you know, there's always expectations with, like, anything in life. So, but, yeah, so that's pretty much that. But, yeah, so. You watch a little bit of that Golden State Killer doc? Okay, so I didn't watch the HBO one. Okay, which one did you watch? I watched the one on Hulu. So there was one on Hulu that was, like, on the Investigation Discovery Channel. And that one was super interesting. So basically, that one was, like, these two investigators, like, talking about the case. Talking about everything that kind of happened with that case. And honestly, like, I haven't read too much about the Golden State Killer. Like, I only really knew about it because of, like, him getting arrested. But this Hulu special that they did, uh, it's not Hulu special, but, like, the Hulu thing I watched, um, 
It's where you can find it. Yeah, we can find it, exactly. I thought it was fucking insane. Like, it it scared me. Like, it yeah, honestly scared me. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. And I how, was expecting like, it. helpless everyone was. Yes. Like, the people, like, to be that, you know, it's kind of like when I was saying when I was reading, like, that Richard Ramirez book. It's, like, that kind of terrifying. Because, like, I mean, we've never experienced it where there is an active killer or even just when he was just raping people, raping women, like, We've never experienced that type of terror. You can't even be safe in your own neighborhood. You're not even safe in your town. If you call the police, they they don't know what to do either. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he, the fact that he would like stalk these people for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. until he made his move, like very BTK style, I would say. Yeah. Um, and also like. Here's my thing, okay? Like, I don't want anything like this to happen to me in my lifetime. Like, I, I just don't. And I feel bad for the people that have had to experience this because I couldn't, I could never in a million years imagine. But to have somebody do what they do to you like he did and then linger in your house for hours afterwards, like, eat your food, hang out, chill, like, Honestly, dude, like, I would rather you do anything else to torture me in that way because I would rather you do whatever it is you need to do with me and then just leave. Right. But, like, the fact that he, like, had a, such a sick mind and was like, well, let me stay for two hours and eat food and hang out. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. Like, why would I ever want to live in that house anymore? I would never want to. Right. Like you said, I didn't really know anything other than his name when I started watching the doc or reading the book. And I was actually shocked, like, yeah, those headlines was he was a serial killer, but, you know, they say, like, he killed 10 people, and, you know, that's a lot of people, but at the same time, you know, we live in a fucked up world, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, like, that's the news today. But then when you really start going into his crimes and, like, the fact that he raped 50 women and more, he probably killed more people, too, but this is just all what they can get him on, how it went on for so long, and there were so many close... (laughs) encounters where people almost caught him or someone almost like saw his face and the fact that like when he was really first starting off before he was going after couples he was raping like young girls like 14 15 there might even I think there might even be one that was younger and just destroying the their peace like that like because those women were never the same the hbo documentary interviews quite a few of those girls and i was fucking shocked because you know now they're they're in their later years yeah yeah but they were like teenagers when this happened and like going through these pictures like the one girl pulls out a picture and she's like yeah this was christmas this was a week after it happened and you just see her sitting on the couch and she's like, and you can see her reacting to it because she's like, yeah, I haven't looked at these pictures in a really long time. And you can tell in her face she's fucking reliving it all. And the fact that he was so, because even after some of the times after he um, attacked those women, he would still call up and harass them. He would do like those hang up calls. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to do what you do to me, like, just, just do it and like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, no, he got off on the power of it all. The oh, micro I can't dick. deal the with micro that. dick. Like, honestly, I cackled in this Hulu thing that they had that said that. Like, they the, talked the, about it all the time. They talked about it the whole time. Like, I was, 
I literally squealed when the lady who was like the lead investigator at the time, she like talked about it. And I'm like, honest to God, he definitely had some like issues with some, some complexes and, oh my God. I mean, the, the fact that he is like so old right now though, like he's like what in his seventies, something like that. It doesn't matter. Like he pled guilty to avoid the death penalty. It's just so crazy that, that it took him, uh, that, what I meant by that is, like, it's it's so crazy that they took them so long to find him. You know what I mean? Like, that long of a time. But again, like, back then, like, the yeah, way they like that was DNA, so different. Isn't it scary to realize it's how, so like, different. up until, like, DNA really, and DNA sometimes is still fucking wrong. Like, you can name hundreds of cases, thousands of cases where, like, the DNA was fucking wrong. But it really seems like up until DNA Unless someone actually saw you do something, like, you were just getting away with it. Exactly. So, I mean, he's he's going to go to jail or, like, get the death penalty. One of the two. I don't know. I don't know where he's getting. Is he going to try it in L.A.? He's He pled guilty. He pled oh. guilty to avoid the death penalty. So he confessed to the murder. What's the point at this point? I, th- I think it's always fucking really interesting when these guys who, like, were so, like, they didn't give a fuck about the people they were hurting or killing, but then when th- it's their lives on the table, it's all of a sudden, like... I know. No, no, is not he- me. Please spare me. I- I'll do whatever you say. Just don't kill me. It's like, well, your fucking victims probably asked you to do the same things. And exactly. You- and you showed no mercy. Well, now they, don't- now they don't have power, so what's the point, you know? That was, like, the game Ted Bundy played. That's why fucking... Oh, that's why Florida fucking fried his ass without even giving it a second thought. Because he tried for so fucking long to play the game, even when he was caught, and even when he was fucking found guilty, he was still up there talking about just bullshitting them. And they offered him... They offered him uh, one time, a one-time deal, that if he just confessed to everything... Gave closure mm. to the families because a lot of those mm. families he only got convicted of the people he killed in Florida. Yeah, like, so many families never got any type of closure from mm. like they already said that he killed way more people than he was even charged with. Honestly, but, like Ted Bundy is very interesting. Like the fact that he escaped, but, like yeah. what twice. He did, but at the same time, where he was escaping from, like these were like touristy mountain towns with no fucking security. That's true. It's very true. Yeah. Whatever. Like, he was offered a deal that if he just confessed and just listed everything, he would be given life without parole. He said no, or he yeah. was fucking around on it, and Florida was like, okay, fine. And then they never asked him for it again, and <clears throat> fucking fried him. Ugh. I mean, not surprised, though. Like, not, he's a very, Ted Bundy's a very interesting person to me. Like, I will say that. I don't want to romanticize him because I feel like that's a... There was nothing romanticizing about him. No, no. nothing romantic about him. But but I feel like people automatically assume that when you say that, you're, like, romanticizing it. Because, like... Well, that's because everyone got so obsessed with him a few years ago. Like, people were literally acting like he was still on the loose a few years ago when that that Netflix series came out. And that uh, Zac Efron That was a good Netflix... That was like a Netflix series, though. That was so. That was super good. That like. I didn't Netflix, watch it. It was really. You should watch it. It was super good. Like honestly, it. It was a a little bit like Netflixy. Where like I could tell that they definitely did maybe like. 
you know. They paint their picture. Exactly. They spiced the rose and spiced some things up a little bit. But, like, honestly, I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Um, it was a good, it was an easy watch. It was super easy to binge watch that for a couple episodes. So I can't be mad at it. But, um, oh, but yeah, I mean, like, serial killers are just so enticing to me. Like, I, I'm just so intrigued by, like, the mindset behind it all. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, like, I've always liked investigation shit, like, law and order type stuff. And you, the shows, I've aged out of the shows because they're all a little ridiculous now. But the real yeah. stuff is just, it's just fascinating. You know, and I also, I watched, like, some documentaries as a kid that I probably shouldn't have. And I think mm-hmm. it's scarred me, so that's why I just keep fucking doing with it. Like, I remember seeing Paradise Lost at, like, oh, such a fucking young oh, age. I couldn't even understand it. Just I, I was just love. terrified. I was like, what do you mean that these guys are going to be killed be killed for doing something that they didn't? I don't understand. What's going on? Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there, but anyone who has never seen that documentary series should watch it's it. It's three parts. I think it's, it's on... It's, it's so good it's so good it's honestly probably one of my favorite documentaries of all time it's tough it's a hard watch it's a hard watch but it's like so it's so amazing and it kind of gets you thinking a lot about how people definitely typecast oh yeah other people and how like it's so easy for people who maybe believe in certain things to be judged by because of it um but these like these three guys though they became super famous off of this yeah whole well thing. they went to prison for murders that they didn't commit no absolutely yeah two of sure. them well i know was only the one who was gonna get death row who was yeah, on so, death row so damien eccles um he was the only person to get the death penalty because but the rest it. but the other two got life the other two got life, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. It was really fucked up. And it's, the whole documentary series, up. it spans like from the very beginning of the court case mm-hmm. till they get out of prison and they're in prison for what, like twenty years? More oh, than they, that. Were, they were in there for a long time. Like eighteen time. years or something like that? Eighteen, mm-hmm. twenty years? So they went to jail. So like everyone was a different age. So I think Damien was like eighteen when he got sentenced. The other two were like seventeen and sixteen, and they, they all were, got tried as adults. Yeah, they all, so yeah, they all got tried as adults, but they were some of them were. I want to say that the the other two were underage. Maybe. Um, potentially, maybe I, I can't really say because I don't remember. Um, but yeah, they were they were in jail for a long time. Like they didn't get released till they were probably like almost in their forties. I remember Damien Eccles, like, saying something in an interview one time where it was like, by the time he got out, his son was already a grown man. Like, his son was a baby when the trial was starting, and he got sentenced away, and by the time he got home, his kid was over 18 and an adult. Like, he had missed his entire childhood. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Anyway, go back to what you're saying. No, I was saying, like, it's just, um, it was crazy, like, how, like, the, the age of everything that happened, like... And how when he had a kid, because he has a kid, by his, like, one, like, girlfriend he had at the time. Yeah, like, his teenage girlfriend. And, um, it was crazy because in the documentary series, like, the adults in there were mad because during the trial, he would, like, 
talk to his kid and if he, he, he would be he was able to hold him and like talk to him and stuff those parents wished his child dead oh, yeah, they were on sure. camera being like i hope he gets fucked like that one the one family and you know like their kids like they got sentenced for murdering children so it was the parents in the courtroom i remember when the one came out of the one courtroom after he got sentenced to life and like the parents was like i just I hope he gets like basically they were like I'm gonna buy him a skirt because he's gonna need it in prison yeah very pretty awful but but I can't be mad at the parents yeah. for being awful because yeah, of, they, at the time at the time they were told like that was the police were saying that that was the people that killed her and there's still people exactly. that exactly like the people that sentenced them that they still believe that they're guilty. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Like, 100%. They had to sign waivers admitting their guilt to be let out of prison. Yes. They were let out of prison for lack of evidence, not because they were ever found truly no. innocent. No. Yeah. No. They got, and they had to sign those waivers so they couldn't fucking sue the state after they got out. Yeah. They basically all said that I'm old. They basically, in their statements being released from jail was like, I have to say this because this is the only way that I'll be able to be set free. Right. And I don't blame them for doing Especially because Damien Eccles, he was the one on death row. Like, he was about to be executed when they let him off. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty close. He had, he had missed a bunch of, um, he, he was lucky is all I'm going to say. But honestly, anyone who has not watched that needs to watch it. So, it's so amazing. It's so eye-opening. Especially if you like making a murder because that was like oh, a pretty big e murder. Yes. These motherfuckers are in it, and I don't know so much about the other two from making a murderer. Maybe uh, the like nephew, maybe, but like Brandon, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that one's a little too. I, don't, I honestly, uh, I don't know about making a murderer. Like I would love to speak on it, but I think we should do an episode about all the shit that they didn't cover. Oh yeah, there's a hundred percent stuff that they didn't cover during that. That yeah. documentary. The second documentary was... I didn't even watch it the second time. It, it was fucking just this lady talking out of her ass the whole time, basically. In my opinion. Stephen Avery's out here suing everyone, so I'm not trying to get sued by Stephen Avery, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know what to say about that, really. Cause... And then he caught corona during... He, he released a statement saying that he had COVID. So did the Tiger King. Which I'm like, okay. Netflix must not have really good immunities. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's a victim when it comes to fucking Netflix. So right? Oh, yeah. Everyone. Everyone has some horrific past. <laughs> speaking, experience. speaking of trauma, do you see Jeffree Star's video? Um, I honestly, I'm going to keep it real. I watched the first five minutes of it and I was over it because I knew where I was going. And I, uh, at this point, I just don't respect what he's bringing to the table because when you look at his supposed friends, Shane Dawson's backlash because of everything, compared, compared to Jeffree's backlash, it's not comparable. And I think Jeffree Star deserves to get a little bit of punishment for his actions because I don't think that 100% of what he does is always okay. But th that video just goes to show me how delusional he is with the issues that he's being presented with. Yeah. So that's my problem with that video. You can list off 
a number of people who lost their lives because of ignorance and that kind of stuff. But that doesn't make you any less of a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, and somebody pointed out too that on his YouTube page, he didn't, he didn't like leave any links or any like thing to the Black Lives Matter. Like he didn't post anything about like donating or anything like that to the movement. And they're like, how are you going to like list all these people's names in your video, but then not post anything about like donating or charitable causes because of it? Which like, that's real. Like he didn't do any of that afterwards. Yeah. My whole thing with it was, okay. He tried to be short and sweet. He sounded angry to me in it. Like that wasn't his normal tone of voice that he uses when he films. No, exactly. When what I didn't like was, yes, he was so quick to throw up Black Lives Matter, Rihanna Taylor, all these things that, yes, should be the focus on that are bigger than this petty ass drama. But you mentioned those things in the same video where you're also like, I have a huge new line dropping in August. That seemed a little like distasteful. And almost immediately after that video went up, he started posting back on social media again. And, you know, He's always like, especially like before he went ghost and he even did it in the video where he, you know, things are just so awful. Things are much bigger than petty drama. Like we need to be better people. Like things aren't important. Like this shit is not what should be focused on right now. But it seems like all he's been posting on Instagram is luxury designer items that yeah. he's must have like just been dying to post online. And if you're literally saying like people need to like, people need to really not focus on themselves. Like people don't need to be extravagant. Like people need to focus on the real issues but now you're just posting all your fucking like your gucci your louis like yeah he doesn't have to talk about it it's obvious he's in court with it honestly if he is if if tati is suing him i feel like he'll just settle with her out of court and make her sign some type whatever so she can't speak on matters that'll be the end of it absolutely like he's definitely gonna so I'm going to give her a cool couple mil and call it a day. Yeah, and just be like, you'll never be able to just know, here's your fucking money, shut the fuck up about this, don't ever speak my name again. Yeah. He apologized to James Charles, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like, it was, that's what, I, I, I just couldn't get down with this apology video. Like, I'm sorry, like, I, I, I re- thank you to him for actually coming out with something because yeah and he did defend Shane I don't know if you saw that part yeah yeah and I saw that he did that like I I appreciate that he did but like Shane needs to he needs to fight for himself because he has so much evidence against him for being such an awful like the videos I found of him in in the earlier years of what he said about black people like he He needs he's not funny and he was it's not funny he needs to own up to it he leaned in too hard on shit that wasn't funny and for what reason you know what i mean like i don't understand like i just i guess and like i just i just knew immediately when i saw jeffrey star's video that i was like uninterested but only because it had been so many weeks past everything that I was like, of course you released a video. He had to. He has a new collection coming out. Yeah, people are starting to die down because of it. And of course he's like, well, let me release it now. People probably are like uninterested. 
He has to sell shit. He doesn't have Morphe anymore. No. And I thought well, that was also another thing that could have been addressed in that video. It's like, okay, you don't want to talk on this situation and you don't want to speak about how you apparently have blackmail on people. He's embarrassed. You don't want to talk about any of that. You don't want to talk about your bad behavior. Like, you know you fucked up. Like, it is what it is. But at least drop the fact that, like, this company that you've done nothing but praise for the last year or so just dropped you and, was, and cut ties. And you don't have anything to say about that. Yeah. I just think he's trying to make it seem like, well, I'm good without them. Like, I'm good without their business. I'm good without their money. But He's trying to act like he's not affected, but he he is. Exactly. Well, what's funny is, like, in the the last documentary that Shane did, it was, that was about him and Jeffrey, basically. Um, The whole video was about their, how much money they make because of Morphe. Right. Like, there's, like, a whole section in that fucking documentary where they, like, are sitting at their business table and talking to, like, the head person of Morphe or whoever it was they're talking to and how much money that they have potentially made because of that business deal. And I also remember them talking about how that was also one of the biggest orders Morphe has ever placed with a outside company. So that was historic and just that for the company exactly so that just goes to show you like how much money they make because of the morphe brand not saying that jeffrey star on his own doesn't make good money i think he does but i think like in addition to morphe he definitely makes a ton of income because of it and I think right now, like, obviously, he's sitting on a pretty net worth, so he's fine. Oh, yeah. So that's Oh, he'll like never that... be broke. No, no. That's kind of where that attitude comes from. And there's people that obviously still support him because even on his recent, like, Instagram posts, there's so many likes and comments still. Like, he, he's going to have supporters no matter what. Like, I'm sorry to tell... I'm sorry to say that to people because I'm sure there's people out there wanting his downfall, but, like... I'm based on his last couple of things that he's posted, like I'm sorry to say, but like people support him still. Yep. And that's not gonna change. And that's not gonna change. And I hate to I hate to say it, but I, it's not gonna change. Like so that's why I just I don't wanna entertain that matter that much because I just feel like no matter what anyone says, it's not gonna be any different. You know what I mean? So you know what, Jeffree Star came from nothing, yes. A hundred percent, I feel like he built his net worth to be what it was. Do I think he did it in the best way possible? Absolutely not. I don't think he did. Um, but, you know, that's for other people to, I guess, judge at this point. Because it seems to me that, like, people still support him, so. Yeah, so it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, that's just, like... Aaron Carter and the fact that people still fucking give him money. Exactly. Donate to him. They're like they fucking pay for his fans only. I saw a little bit of drama with him yesterday on Instagram. Mm. So he got another dog. Okay. Like a puppy you bought his girlfriend, like a fucking dog. Cause now they have four. Okay. Uh <laughs> and then the people on his live immediately called animal control on him. Ugh. So it was just him ranting. 
like a fucking lunatic about him being he talks so much nonsense that it's just it's insane he'll be like so the bsp gang stalkers are blackmailing me and they're using bot accounts to hack my life on the dark web <laughs> welcome to the web i'm the joker because that's what he calls himself the fucking what? joker yeah, he uses that, like, uh, fucking Joker quote all the time, or whatever, where it's like, wh- I don't even fucking know it's that fucking corny, it's like, you're not, pl- I don't even know, it's like, I'm not playing your game, you're playing mine. Like, that's what he literally <clears throat> says in interviews to people. For real? Yeah. His favorite movie, I only know this because he, he speaks a lot about it, is uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> He lives his life by that movie. I mean, you probably shouldn't, but it's fine. I don't understand how you live your life by it, but... Who does he consider his, like, fiancé? I think he considers himself... Oh, I think he... Oh, they definitely consider themselves, like, Tony and Pepper. Because they say, I love you 3,000 to each other. Oh, please. I can't... I... I saw, I think I sent you, like, his one Instagram post of that one, that one girl. Because I was, like, confused if they were together or not. Yeah. But, like, I think it's, like, an on and off again at this point, right? Uh, no, they're engaged. They're going to be married. That's his wife. Oh. I guess I was confused. I feel like the last time I heard about this person was that they weren't together anymore. Oh, yeah. He, um, got with another girl and then kicked her out of the house. And then he um, got back together with her while that other girl was out running errands. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had to, like, make sure. I was, like, very confused by that, but, you know. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of his movements. They're very, <sighs> they're very manic. Kind of is, but, yeah. I, I, I totally understand. Okay, I understand now. Like, I get it's mental illness, but he definitely abuses people with his. Like, he knows what he can get away with. He's such a rich boy. He's such a fucking rich boy. It's not like, it's kind of, you can compare it to like what's going on with Kanye West, but I generally, I feel so fucking bad for Kanye West. Like he, it's, I feel like how anyone can say they love him and his family and allow him to just, I don't know how how they allowed him to do that rally and how they didn't think it was going to go as crazy as it did. I have a lot of opinions about Kanye because um, I just do. Like, honestly, he suffers from bipolar disorder. Um, And bipolar disorder with anybody can present itself in a lot of different ways. Um, A lot, some people who have bipolar disorder don't suffer from the manic side of it. And some people do. Unfortunately, Kanye West suffers from the manic side of bipolar disorder um i definitely feel like when he starts to release new music and starts to be more creative is when he gets off his medication because people that suffer from that um tend to think that they aren't as creative when they're on their medication but you know the thing about and we've had this conversation off mic before but my this is just talking from past experience the problem with how they deal with mental disorders is they just give people a cocktail of drugs until you can kind of sort of function and a lot of people would much rather live without feeling like a zombie even if they start acting really fucked up then 
thinking clearly and not being able to like get up or like be motivated because a lot of those side effects for fucking anxiety pills and all that is depression it's a lot of psych yeah so yeah especially since he's made it clear that he's not taking any meds or any or seeking any type of help so They have so much money. You can't tell me that they couldn't fucking put on a fake but, rally and let them go fucking get no. crazy on stage with paid actors and then no. no phones and no one would have known anything and then they could have fucking loaded no. them into the fucking psych ward and let them get some help. No, I, th- I honestly think that the problem with Kanye West is he has so much money that he can get any help he can get and I think he gets it and that he'll, he'll get it and he's fine. But the second he does music or anything that's creative, he feels like his medication doesn't do anything for him. And I'm saying this based off my own perspective. I'm not saying this because of what's going on. I'm going to put it out there for the world to know. I don't know, understand his bipolar disorder to like a lot of degrees. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about it too much. But from personally seeing it on camera and listening to it I think that he goes off of his medication and I think when he does is when he goes on his rants because there is a huge period of time where he's okay he doesn't have these issues he seems fine but what makes me sad is like how emotional he gets because of it. You can see and he's that, in a lot of pain and that he's yes, not dealt with he, a lot of his pain. Yes. He he probably is okay most of the time, but then when he's off his pills, he's not he's not good. He's in a, he's in a manic he's going through a manic episode right now. That's what he's going through. This this is a huge bipolar disorder symptom. He's going through it. And it doesn't help you have a camera in your face twenty four seven. And honestly, dude, like, he has kids, and, like, I, I can't, I can't sit here and, like, and consciously, like, um, give into it too much because of the fact that he has children, and at the end of the day, like, when you have a disorder like that, you have to think about your kids because your kids are affected by that shit 100%, and they, and they might have, they, and they might get genetically your disease. Yeah, that's the scary part. And that's the scary part. mm -hmm, When he was on stage talking about his daughter, Northwest, and, like, how they almost aborted her, and he was full-on sobbing. You can just see, like, this man is going through some really fucked up things. He's not in his right mind. And it's just sad that, like, yeah, for the most part, people seem to be sympathetic towards it, but then there's, like, other people that just treat it like it's a fucking joke. And that's, like, the most annoying thing of people are about mental disorders and shit like that everyone will wear like a fucking hoodie that says i have anxiety or something or bipolar or anything like that if it's fucking cute and on a t-shirt but when you're really watching someone go through it people will be like what's wrong with him like there's something wrong like they treat him like he's a leopard and it's just fucking sad it's really really sad honestly like it is is sad man like it's just I don't know. I, I just feel kind of like, I feel bad for Kim because I feel like she tries her best to deal with it probably. Yeah, I, I it's do. hard. Like, they have young kids. They have young kids. Just from working where I have and seeing real psych issues and seeing how it affects people's family. Like, it's a family disease. Like, that, his yeah. bad days affects everyone in that household. And I think a lot of the time, he probably dips out 
before she can fucking try to talk sense. Yeah, and I feel like she probably is just trying to do what's best for him. I mean, it seems like he posted, like, a series of tweets, like, earlier today that was basically saying how Kim wanted him to go to, like, some help center in Wyoming. And I feel like if you have the money and you have the resources to get help from this disease, then you should do it. Because not most people have that help and resources. And I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for him because I, I, I do think bipolar disorder is such a, I do think that disease eats you up a bit. Like yeah. it's a lot of mental. And I feel like the second you get off your medication, you get off of your, you know, like what you need to do. Like, I think it, it consumes you a lot. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Like if I was Kim and this man talked about me getting an abortion like that, I'd be fucking pissed. But how do you know anything of what he was saying was real? I mean, he That's was talking such nonsense that I, would be I don't, I don't understand how anyone so. could take anything he was saying with any type of like seriousness. He, he literally said that he was he was gonna get rid of Plan B. He literally fucking said Jay Z was gonna be his vice president. That's what I'm saying. Jay-Z is already the fucking president of Rockefeller Records. He doesn't want the fucking vice president. No. He was talking so crazy so quickly that I'm surprised. The people who put on that event, if they're in his team, if they're not fucking fired, because... I know. If someone didn't cut his mic and drag him off stage or, like, at least disperse the crowd... Yeah. ...is appalling. Yep. But, th- but that's, you know, it's the same as, like, going back to fucking TLC. Exactly. Cells. Fucking exactly. human waste cells. So fucking nobody cares. I mean, I feel, I hope he gets the help that he needs and that's all I can really say about it. Like, I hope that he recognizes that's an issue and I think... It's sad. It'll be interesting it's to see sad. what, come, what comes from it. And he, he always does this when he releases new music. Like, always. Like, the last time he released an EP, he was going through a manic episode. Well, so it's... it's He's been kind of teetering on the brink for the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. And he's probably medicated enough where he can handle it. And he can get through the weeks, the months, and the years. But I feel like when he decides that he doesn't want to deal with it anymore, he thinks it's cool. But obviously, he can't deal with it. Like, he needs help. Like, unfortunately for him, he just needs the help. Yeah, I mean, it's getting it that is the problem. Honestly, Kim Kardashian's probably going to have to petition the courts, and they're going to have to come and take him forcefully. Yeah, absolutely. He actually went the really hard way. If she really fucking played the game that some people have to fucking do the resort, it would be very traumatic for him. It'll be, and it's just, it's sad. Like, there's real mental health is no fucking joke, and it's sad how little people care about. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I and I love Kanye and I hope he gets the help he, he needs because, you know, I, I feel for him. Like, I feel like it's, um, any mental illness is hard to deal with and especially in the black community. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like the black community gets hit a lot harder with mental illness because I feel like that side of things doesn't, doesn't get the help that they need as much no. either. So I, I really hope that overall he gets the help that he needs because it's, it's sad he has kids, especially when you have kids, like you gotta, you gotta do what's best for them really at the end of the day. So. Just for just how hard he was crying, it's like something needs to be done. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. He is going through something so horrific that, like, hopefully he finds peace. That's all I hope for. And me too. And I hope he doesn't hurt himself because people who the are same. that, people who are, like, 
he so desperately needs. That's all you can really hope with mental illness is that there's a way. Because, you know, some people can be out there meds and be relatively Mm. fine like when you have like a disorder like that you have to find a balance between how you see things how your illness see things and reality yeah and it's a hard thing especially when he seems like he's one of those types that like you can't bring up Mm. the mental health card well when you're bipolar unfortunately you believe that everything you say is right yeah, that's like the that's like the narcissism that comes out during bipolar disorder. So he believes that what he's saying is like the right thing. Yeah. So that's the issue with that disease is like nobody can convince you otherwise. And until he gets the help that he can get fully, he's not ever going to realize that. No. And he probably does for a time being. But it always happens when he wants to be creative. Like, I swear to God, like, his, he has, like, a cycle. Well, he probably stops taking, if he does take meds, he probably stops taking them when he's recording. Because he probably can't be creative. That's the biggest, most reason why people get off their meds is because they can't function and feel like themselves. Exactly. And I mean, this has kind of been ramping up for a while. He's literally been hosting church on Sundays in his front yard. Like, he's been putting on church church services. That's what I'm saying, too. So, like, this has, been well. go, this has been a runaway train for a really long time. And now it's finally becoming devastating to his health. The thing is, is, like, I think that these, like, Sunday gospel things have been pretty positive. I, I, I think, um, I honestly am going to go ahead and say that I, I don't think that him doing like these Sunday things have been negative, um, at all. I think actually like they've been pretty good because he involves his kids in them. Um, I think that that's not an issue. I, I think that the problem is, is when he makes music music, like when he's in the studio, is when he seems to be a bit more manic and going through an episode. Probably a mixture of all those things. I think it's a, I think it's a lot of everything that happens during that time frame. Well, to, be, to, to be honest with you. My whole point about the church thing is not that he's doing it and stuff like that, but when people when people have like mental disorders, religion is something that sometimes they focus on. And they get pretty manic with it. So, like, if someone starts getting really uberly religious, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, out of the blue, and he's always been religious, but not to, like, that extent where, like, you know, putting on church services and stuff like that. That's yeah. usually a good indicator that an episode is either starting or about to start. Like, it's slowly ramping up. And that's what I'm saying when I talk about the church. Yeah. Like, that was a sign that shit was about to come. Like, more shit was coming. Yeah, I agree. I can understand that for sure. So um, this week, I wanted our focus to be on yes psychic scam. Okay, yes. Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> right. I feel like 90s television, 90s and early 2000s, like talk shows especially, like psychics were a big focus. They were, yeah. Did you was have it? any favorite TV psychics or anything like that? Um, honestly, I used to love the ones on, like, the talk shows. I thought those were, like, pretty good. Um, I thought the ones on, like, what, what was that, what was the one talk show that was, like, Sally Raphael? Yeah, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Yeah, I thought the cycles on her show were pretty, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but not really. I mean, I think a lot of the psychics I would like to watch were like always on um, like the History Channel or like the Travel Channel and stuff. Right. I remember I used to love the Montel show. Montel Williams. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that was my favorite television talk show. Like, yep. he ruled. His He had so many, I mean, like, Dr. Phil wishes, honestly. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, Dr. <laughs> Phil wishes he was fucking Montel. I mean, despite all of his millions, he is. Exactly. There is only one bald man. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But Montel always had on Sylvia Brown. Yes. And yep. she died. She died in 2013. So Sylvia Brown really got her, like, fame from, like, the Montel Williams show. Yes. Her name was trending at the beginning of this pandemic, despite her being dead since 2013. Because in one of the, like, books she put out before she died, she did talk about 2020, and she talked about, a, like, a mysterious disease that would be, like, that's, like, detrimental to our society, like, would really fuck yeah. shit up. So people have kind of been more so talking about her. Like, I, I got into it with one of my coworkers because she was trying to act like this was fat. And I was like, you know, like, Sylvia Brown, like, she's entertaining. But, you know, she was kind of, like, when we're talking about psychic scams, there was a lot of incidences where she gave desperate families advice about sick loved ones or missing mm -hmm. loved ones that was just flat out wrong to a point where it's fucking disgusting there's a bunch of clips you can find them on youtube but there's like one where like this family of a missing little boy is asking mm -hmm. her for help and it's on the montel williams show she gives a description of a guy she says he was a mexican man with dreadlocks that took their son and that mm. their son was dead. Later, the family says that based on her information that affected the case, which is, like, kind of a little crazy. Like, you know, there it, with all of this, there should be some type of self-responsibility. Like, I don't understand why you would mm. take the psychic's advice over the police. I mean, I, it could be the same guesswork, but... I don't understand how, like, this, this woman said on a talk show why it dictated a case. But apparently it did. Well, their son was found, like, years later alive. And he was taken by some, like, white guy. Oh, wow. Okay. There is another incident on the Montel Williams show where mm -hmm. a mother is asking about her missing daughter. Okay. Says, Sylvia says she's dead. Don't bother like, you're not going to find her. She was found. She was one of those girls that was kept in the basement in that Cleveland house. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And, and, like, there was another one that I saw with her. And this one is kind of a little, like, uh, it's just people bitching, in my opinion, because it's not really... Because, like, the other families, like, the ones with, like, actual missing people, that, mm -hmm. like, there was criminal investigations. Like, the family of the little boy said she offered to help them again, like, but she wanted money, like, to help them more. Because I imagine, like, they were trying to find her lead, and then they must have contacted her again. And she said she would only <laughs> help them if they paid. But there was, like, another story of this woman who... She went to a taping... Not a taping. I guess Sylvia Brown used to do, like, um... I don't know what you call them, like... You go to pay 45 bucks to go sit in a theater, and you might get your name called. And she would, like, a answer questions about, like, you know, just use her psychic powers on you, I guess. You might get your name called. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one woman went, and she, her son was dying in the hospital. And she wanted Sylvia Brown's help. Or okay. advice. Okay. So, Sylvia Brown calls her name, her number. 
Okay. And she gets to like, and she, you know, and this is all on video, and you can hear like visibly talk, like she's visibly upset, which is like, of course, like your son's fucking dying. But she's asking Sylvia Brown, like, you know, the doctors say my son isn't gonna make it, and she's like, no, mm-hmm. the doctors are wrong. Your son is gonna make it. Okay. She's like, okay, well like the doctors want to send him home on hospice and she's like no keep him in the hospital he's going to be fine by the end of the month and she's like well the doctors are only giving him like a few days they say he's not going to make it and she's like fuck the doctors the doctors don't know what they're talking about trust me your son's going to be fine okay the lady goes home or goes back to the hospital whatnot her son dies two days later and it was on tv kind of being like you know calling sylvia brown out for being like the scam artist and was like you know i followed her advice and it was wrong and that's the thing with this stuff is like there's a personal responsibility but at the same time like it's so fucked up that these people prey on emotion yeah like i don't it's one thing if you have like a you're on a boardwalk or whatnot you're like you're in some touristy town and you set up a little like palm reader shop i ain't fucking mad at you like get your hustle like whatever but i don't know how you can people can come to you with like serious fucking questions and you just give bullshit answers to like life and death shit like what should i do yeah like yeah, i just absolutely. don't understand that like that takes a certain type of person yeah i 100 understand that because um do you know that like e channel yeah he's like the tyler henry kid oh yeah he's like like, 26 yeah Mm -hmm. and he's famous because he does all the mediums for like um the kardashians and stuff Mm -hmm. well he actually had like a scandal because he basically um he had given like alan thick but so like alan thick died of having like a heart issue Okay. Um, and I basically, forgot he was dead. Yeah, me too. I honestly, me too. But basically, like, he had said to him that, like, oh, you know, like, it's not, like, really a heart issue. It's, like, this or that. Like, he kind of told him that, like, that the heart issue was different than what his doctors were telling. I don't know. Like, it was crazy. Like, he basically told him, like, all this stuff about his heart that ended up being true. Mm-hmm. And that's why he died. I mean. Like, he, like, he told him. There's plenty, I'm not saying, like, I'm not coming at this as, like, a true, like, skeptic or not, because that's, we've gone to psychics, like, we've had fun times, like, I I like the occult shit, like, I'm not saying any of that, but it's just weird about the people that you know, I feel like sometimes you can tell in some of these cases, people are just grasping at straws at what to do. Yeah, like, he, like, talked to him personally on the show, like, he was, like, a, he was a thing on the show, and he's basically said to him, like, um, it's possible that within your family that there may be multiple men who later age have to deal with blood pressure issues. Like, he told that to Alan Thicke, like, before he died, like, he was, like, I can see issues happening with, like, your heart, like, a Mm -hmm. heart murmur. Right. And he died because of a heart issue. And I think that that's crazy, but he got a lot of backlash for that. And this kid's, like, 26. He's, he, he was, like, born, like, 1996. He's super young. And he's, like, a big person on E! right now. Like, he's probably, he's, he's made most of his money just being, like, on the E! E! network or whatever. What was the backlash? The backlash is because Alan Thicke actually died of what he said he was going to die from. Because I watched, like, a few... I watched, like, one episode of that, like, Hollywood medium or whatnot. And I couldn't really... 
because see, I forget who he's talking to, and he immediately brought up Brittany Murphy, and it was just kind of really awkward. Is any of this stuff online to, like, look up prior, though? Like, did Robin Thicke, like, does he have a history, like, is there a known history about heart problems being in his family? Well, that's, that's the shit bro- people can, ar- like, argue with. That's what he brought up. So, basically, he died of, like, the blood flow not going to his heart correctly is kind of what I'm getting from it. And on the show, like, he basically said that there's family genes. And he said there may be multiple men who at a later age have to deal with blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he mentioned heart disease in his, like, reading as a big issue for Alan Thicke. And then it happened to be that he died of a, of a, of a heart disease. Right. It's interesting. So, it's super interesting. Like, he didn't, like specifically call that out as like a thing but like also like honestly would a psychic tell you when you're gonna die like i think by law they can't i don't think there's any type of law i don't you think mean, they can tell you like, that. it's all labeled as entertainment i don't the think grand they can scheme, tell you that. that's the grand scheme of things i think that they can tell you whatever they want depending on who I, they go to i think that they can't tell you that i think there is i think that there that's a big issue with them someone knew i was gonna die like if i went to a psychic and they like knew i was going to would they tell me i don't think they would tell me no (laughs) i don't i don't think they would tell me would you ask i think by law they can't tell you (laughs) there's no law rachel there's a law there's no law there's no law i just don't think that they i don't know would you ask would you would you sit here you would ask when your death day it is yes oh whatever no you would not i'm curious i'm curious that's one thing you would ask, and then you would fucking instantly regret. I don't. I think that they can't tell you when you're gonna die. I feel like because later, that's a huge issue for them. Well, like it's a all family is entertainment anyway. That's, that's how they get saying. away with it. That's how they get out of like lawsuits and stuff like that. I mean, this this Taylor kid who told Alan Thick basically that he was gonna that there was heart problems in his family and he later died from a heart issue. Like, come on. Like, you're telling me his family. Like, it literally said that his family sued him after that. Really? Hell yeah, girl. People are crazy. No, people just want money. They said, thick joke, thank you, Dr. Henry. I'm gonna take that to the heart. Like, that's what Alan Thick joked about after their, their, like, talk and stuff. Clever death pun. And people are saying if, if Henry really thought that Thick's heart would give out only a couple months later, he should have been less, like, um, chill about it. Well, I mean, he probably stern. didn't actually know that he was gonna die. It said, keep in mind that Henry was, again, playing the odds. The number one cause of death for American males, you guessed it, heart disease. My intent with this investigation is to show that there is no evidence of any communication with the dead is happening. Everything that was said was general or edited. If this is such a great case, a prediction of something, getting a call from the other side to getting your heart checked out, then why was it so vague? Yeah. Um, so basically, like, people are saying, like, okay, so his prediction seemed to be pretty accurate. So there's another side that's saying, well, like, why didn't Alan Thicke go to the doctor and get it checked out? I, you know, like yeah, I there, mean, there's so many multitudes of issues. Yeah, that you can take that. that you can take that argument in a lot of different sizes and ways. Like, obviously, this kid didn't get in trouble for his death. Like, nothing happened from it. Yeah, but but of he course, didn't give him the heart attack. No, no, no. But of course, his family. But anyone that dies, 
and that people like cared about and loved, they're going to question, they're going to ask questions. And a bit, how coincidental was it that he went on this talk show with this psychic and the psychic's first thing was like, there's heart disease in your family and he died Mm -hmm. of a heart disease. Right. Like that's, 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 it's going to, it's normal. It's going to happen. Right. But like you said, like that is the leading cause of death in men's Robin yeah, age. That's so, what like, the lawyers said. Be, yeah. So you you can always argue that. Exactly. That's how that's how they get away with like I don't know. I don't know. Like I it would be kind of crazy if you're gonna sue a psychic. I mean I think you need your fucking head checked out as well. Yeah. I think that you're relying on them too you much should go for to, information. If you, yeah if you just like okay, yeah, I have an example of that. Um, I don't know if you ever watched it. It was a TLC special. It was called My Monkey Baby. No, I never, never seen that. It was about these people who had, Mm -hmm. um, they didn't, uh, they didn't have children. They had monkey children, like real monkeys. These weren't dolls or anything like that. Okay. Like they would dress them up. They would put makeup on them. All that, uh, the whole works. Okay. Well, like, the one lady, she had her monkey in the car, even. Mm-hmm. She had gotten out to get gas, and by the time she came back in, the monkey had, like, rifled through her purse, and she was worried that it took pills, because, like, okay. the pills were on the, um, because shocker, these people are on medication. Okay. Um, they had rifled through all of her fucking, like, her purse and shit, and she was worried that the monkey had taken a pill. So instead of, like, you know, going to the vet to see if, like, you know, the monkey was okay, she called the psychic hotline and asked the psychic if the monkey took the pill. And the psychic said the monkey didn't take the pill, so she was calm. So she was like, all right, the crisis averted. And it was just like, well, I don't know if that's something you should just really trust. I wouldn't. But I mean, that brings me into like, you remember Miss Cleo, right? Yes. How can I know? She was on every infomercial. Yes, yes. Ever, ever known. Won't do the Jamaican accent. But if you really want to hear it, she has a terrible one. And videos are all over online. She does have a terrible one. She worked. She was the face of the Psychic Friends Network, and honestly, yeah. from the way they promoted her, it really made it seem like she was the head of the company. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But she didn't. She was really the worker bee. Like, I mean, she was probably the top worker bee, but she was. She didn't own the company or anything like that. So, really interesting about her. Shocker. She was never born. In Jamaica, nor were her parents. They're all Americans. Yeah. Like, she was born in Los Angeles. Yeah. And she started her career off as, um, had a production company where she would write and star in plays. Okay. So she was an actress. One of the last characters she did was a Jamaican woman named Cleo, who was a fortune teller. That was, like, the last place she was in before, you know, she took off. And the reason people think she, like, left the production company and kind of, you know, switched gears was, I guess she was stealing from the company. Okay. And she was getting money. Like, people people were paying her to put on her shows, paying her for her production, but she wouldn't pay the actors. Interesting. And the the, uh, place that would play is... They said that they knew she was stealing from them, but 
the amount wasn't really enough that would be worth to go to court over. Especially okay. when you know the person doesn't have anything. Interesting. So they okay. kind of just like let her go and she left and she started working for the psychic network, the psychic friends network as Miss Cleo. And from there she started building up her image as this like, you know, it would be like call me now for your free tarot card reading. Okay. But when the people would call they would find out that the calls weren't free. So the Psychic Friends Network ran about two different deals. There was a 99 cent a minute one. Mm. And then there was another one that was $4.99 a minute. To talk to these That's a lot. To talk to these psychics online. Oh. The call center... Like, the people who work the call center, they were told that they had to keep these people online for at least 15 minutes. What? So, any call that was, like, 99 cents a minute, that would be anywhere from 60 to to $100. Phone call. Wow. The four ninety nine, those ones were about 300 for a full, like, session. That's, that's more than a therapist. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's insane. Yeah. And before you Holy would talk, shit. Yeah, before you would talk to your psychic, you would talk to somebody at a, a call center who would take all your information. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how they were getting people's information, stuff like this. And this was billed as a network that, like, they only hired psychics. So, like, mm-hmm. when you got on the phone with someone, you were talking to a psychic who did this, like, their life. Like, this is what they were. All, like, sunshine and rainbows. That's crazy. And they made, the company ran for about three years before, like, they started cracking down on it because it was fucking crazy. They obviously had something in it with like the collection agency. So like when people would Mm. pay these bills, they would go right to collections. They were telling me the story about this woman who used to work in my department. I never met her before. And she was like one of those people that like had one of those, like a hard life, like just not just tragedy always. And Mm. she was, um, she was always struggling for money. And one day, like, my one coworker just was like, what the fuck are you spending your money on? Like, you shouldn't be this broke. Like, this is crazy. And it turns out, like, she was, like, spending every penny she had on the psychic phone line. Oh, God. Like, psychic phone line. So, like, you people really, 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 like, the people who call these numbers are in desperate situations mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And... They're usually in poverty, and they're spending all this money on these phone calls. And, like, Miss Cleo, like, in later interviews, tried to say that, um, have money, she wouldn't stay on the phone with them. Oh, But it's, like, yeah, it's kind of, like... Whatever. I don't believe that. Right. Like, yeah, and, like, when people would call the hotline, they would put them on hold. So yeah. it was, like, a good couple of minutes before you even got online with anyone. It's not like they didn't charge you. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. And the reason, like, they were able, people were able to sue the Psychic Friends Network was because of the Miss Cleo 
Mm. And because it would be like, call me now for your free tarot card reading. And then you get there and it wasn't free. So when they, so when people filed the lawsuit against that place, they named Miss Cleo in the lawsuit. So it really, like, I remember the lawsuit and I remember really thinking, even when I was like starting to look into this stuff that like, I thought she was more responsible for things than she actually was. Yeah. Because she sure. actually, like, they used her name a lot in like the press for it, but yeah. she didn't, nothing legally came out of it for her. Like she didn't lose anything. Like, I, they, I do remember any of that, yeah. Yeah, it just disintegrated. Good for her. Because yeah. if she was active now, oh, hell no. Oh, right. Well, she still maintained the psychic, like, this mis- Even when it was found out in court that, like, she lied about everything, she still maintained- She doubled down on it, like, like she's yeah. descendant from, like, Jamaican, like, like, ancestors who- practice everything that she did like made it a whole like spiel like she went hard mm-hmm. in it like but you know she did like serial commercials after all this like she was in video games like she was a real pop culture icon for the most part oh, yeah. that's how you feel that's about cool, her. Bitch. She, she still did psychic readings up until the time she died she died in 2016 of colon cancer she was I only know she died yeah she was only 53 Wow, I know she died. That's crazy. You want to guess? Okay, so the uh, Psychic Friends Network went for three years. How much money do you think they made? A, like a couple million? Six, $600 million. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You're telling me that Miss Cleo made 600 million dollars the company she worked for she did what yeah that's fucking crazy that's mm-hmm. insane that's actually insane i well, like sat- <laughs> i sat up for that amount i was like well girl like, good thing you're fucking up. still sitting because i'm about to tell you the biggest male scam in history okay I'm that ready, it invite and it involves psychics this went on for 20 years okay and it didn't really have a lot to do with the internet because it okay. started kind of before that. It started in like the early 90s. So okay. there was a psychic, Maria Duvall. She was a, like, she was really popular over in Europe. She was like a French psychic. She had like a column in like French Vogue. The thing about her though is mm-hmm. you can't really get verification if she was a real person or not especially like how this story goes now people were able to track her down eventually but by the time like they interviewed her she had alzheimer's so she couldn't even tell them her name okay her i mean her name is maria devol but if she was actually a legit psychic there's really no there's proof but not really like she just did interviews Okay. Why they interviewed her was because there was this male issue going on where people targeted mostly, it was mostly older people, would get these letters in the mail from her saying the forces or like the spirits have like wanted me 
to help you like I feel like I know you're sick and they would include like personal information like if they had Alzheimer's or if they had a bad heart if like they were going through some type of tragedy like these letters made it seem like they actually like it was a psychic talking to you like and they wanted to help you and they would be like send me a piece of your hair draw your hand on a piece of paper and send me money mm -hmm. and they would send back like crystals and spells and all this and it was all under Maria Duvall's name okay like it would say like I'm an acquaintance of her this, mm -hmm. this and that and like it was a whole thing it was called that was the psychic network okay yeah sure. interesting it's not to be confused with the psychic friends network exactly yeah but these were a little more old g okay this went on for about 20 years 20 20 years all over the countries <sighs> different countries so what? like it's like they found letters in different languages. That's crazy. All kinds of crazy shit. These people stole one billion dollars. They would get into older people's bank accounts and basically drain all of it away. And by the time people figure it out, like say like the families or not, like the money was gone and sometimes the loved one was dead. Is that twenty million? One billion. One billion? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like what do you do what do you do at that point? No, so like when they really started realizing what was going on and they finally had a case and they started tracking these people down and they found the real Maria Deville. It turned out she had sold her name and image years ago, but she mm -hmm. was still receiving royalty checks from this fake company. Like, okay. apparently some Swedish man bought the name off her and, like, then used it to start these companies that would prey on primarily elderly people mm -hmm. or, like, really, truly desperate people as, like, psychics, because she was world-renowned, like, at the time, people did know her name, especially, like, the era that she was, that they were targeting, mm -hmm. so all these, so, like, they made this, well, yeah, it went on for 20 years, and no one could ever figure anything out, no one could ever really get to the bottom of anything. That's crazy. It's cracked down on, like, psychics and how, like, it has to be billed as entertainment and stuff like that, because so many people have, like, lost their livelihoods or anything that they had, anything that they worked for because of them. So, like, you know, it's all fun. Like, we have fun do talking about this stuff and, like, doing this Yeah, for sure. And, like, we, yeah. like, fucking around. But, like, it's stuff like that that really makes you just fucking disgusted with humanity. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, <sighs> to, like, prey on someone's hope like that or, like, desperate situation, I just don't, I don't know how a person does that. Honestly, when it comes to, like, people and, like, people's emotions, I, I can't do it. I can't do that. Like. Yeah. Because. You're knowing you're openly scamming like that. I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it's one thing yeah. to, like, you know, you feel you're a little touched, you got powers, whatnot. Like, that's fine and dandy. But when you're giving out real, true, like, you're trying you're dictating how people live their lives. You're taking away from them. Like, you're literally robbing someone. 
Exactly. It's just how can you argue with yourself that you're a good person? And the fact that they made so much money mm-hmm. from this, that's insane. And it went on for so long before anyone, like, caught it. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's crazy to me. I don't know. So crazy. Yeah. But that was just kind of what I was looking through this week. Yeah, the only thing I really saw was... um about that, like, Taylor kid, because he's on, like, the E network, and, like, everything you said basically was, like, what I saw was, like, the Montel Williams show. Um, I didn't know that girl died, actually, until I researched it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of psychics out there, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, do you feel like any readings have that you've gotten have been accurate? Accurate? I mean, yes and no at the same time. I've had ones where I've known were complete bullshit from start to finish, but I've, I don't know, because, like, you can really argue that a lot of it's guesswork, so, I mean, I would never, and I've never, like, lived my life by what someone has said, so, and I mean, I I know people who have paid, like, $300 to go talk to, like, a medium, and she didn't even like the experience. Yeah. So, I've never paid, like, a crazy amount of money where I really have any feeling about it either way. What about you? Um, so, as you know... When you first presented the idea of seeing a psychic, I was very hesitant. You had a panic attack? Um, And I was, like, very hesitant because I just, like, wasn't sure. Like, I didn't want – I don't like when people can tell my future. Like, I'm kind of cool with, like, dealing with life at where it is and whatever. You've watched too much Harry Potter. You're afraid you're going to be told you're the chosen one or some shit. Like, yeah, a dark mark is exactly. hovering above you. Like, I just, like, don't want to deal with it. Like, I honestly just don't want to deal with, like, the smoke. Like, I don't know. So, you know, like, I, we went to, like, a psychic, I think, in December – and honestly, like, at the time, like, what she said didn't make sense to me because I was, like, whatever. But then, like, as the months went on, I'm, like, okay, actually, this makes sense. Um, and I don't know, like, it was a very positive experience. I can't lie about it. Like, it was, I felt like everything she said was, like, pretty accurate and it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, like, that last lady went to, I feel like she, yeah. she has some hits and misses. Like, she's definitely got something. You can't say she doesn't. Yeah, like, I, I do think that she's pretty spot on when it comes to things. Um, I, at the, again, at the time, I didn't understand it. But later on, I was like, wow, that was actually a pretty accurate reading. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of what I have to say about it is, like, it was it was good for what it was. Um I did end up going back to her probably in, like, February, a couple months later. Mm -hmm. 
and I did feel like my reading was a bit harsh. Um, I did feel like it was a lot, but honestly, like, I don't know what to expect after just getting one a couple months before that. That's the thing about psychics is, like... You're supposed to wait six months in between. I know, and I, and I didn't because I had a friend who wanted to go see her, and I and she asked if, if, I, if she could, like, sit in on it, or if I could sit in on it, and I didn't know how to say no at the time. Mm-hmm. And both of our readings were just kind of off, but I think it was off because of that reason. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you were also in a really erratic state at that time. And they said things too. Like that was kind of like. But what was so funny about that is she called that out during my reading. Like she goes, she basically said to me that I needed to relax a little bit. Um, so she called it out, like, at the beginning of that whole session, she was like, I think you're going through a lot right now. So it it was, like, accurate in the sense where, like, I think she understood, but also, like, could I have saved some money and waited a little bit to see her? Yeah. So. That's just off of personal experience, so. Right, like, yeah, like, she... She's, like, the only person I've ever gone to I feel has been accurate. Yeah, she's great. Like, I feel like everything she says is pretty real. Yeah, I feel like, I don't, yeah. Like, I, you can't, this world is strange, and to believe that it's not, and that there is, and then, you know, fine, you can call it fantasy thinking or whatnot, who Mm -hmm. cares, like, there are forces in this world that people can't explain. So, yeah, of course. why, like, you should be able to look at anything with, like, an un- yeah. shit. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, exploring shit. Like, it's not like you live your life by it. Or you're not going there. Like, you're not, no. like, getting obsessed with it. Because yeah. I know people who've gotten obsessed with it. Like, my one friend who, like, paid, like, that $300 for a reading. Like, at that oh, time... Yeah. She was going through it, and she was, like, super obsessed and, like, wanted to go to all different kinds of, like, psychics and mediums, you know, got really into crystals. Like, she was in a really manic time in her life. So, I feel like that can be the danger part with all this, is, like, when it crosses the line of, like, fun into, Mm -hmm. like, an obsession, it's not good. Like, if you're literally seeking medical advice or personal advice to dictate how to live your life from a psychic, you need a little help. Like, there's something wrong. Like, you should, I think so, too. Like, and psychics shouldn't really be giving that advice. Unless you think no. I'm about to be fucking hit by a car. When I walk out of this motherfucking place, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. I agree. I agree. Morally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you about Aaron Carter. Yeah, what about that weirdo? Oh, because I don't know. I feel like you talked about it kind of in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. But I would love here 
like a more in depth of like what's going on with him because honestly I don't know the background story. So next episode's about Aaron Carter, you're telling me? So I have to go down the Aaron Carter rabbit hole to get stuff. I mean I'm not gonna argue with you if you're telling (laughs) what you want because like I mean I paid attention to it all of this winter. (laughs) I would love 